Hi, I'm Ashley McElwain, licensed marriage and family therapist, founder and CEO of Foundation Restoration. Welcome to Foundation Restoration's Real Talk podcast, where you'll find real people discussing real issues while offering real help at the intersection of clinical expertise and a biblical perspective. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello, welcome friends to the Real Talk Podcast. So excited to have you join us. Excited to connect with you again. Always grateful to be together. Thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know why, maybe just because there's been a lot going on recently. I feel like it has been a hot minute since we've been together. But maybe that's just on my end. I don't know. Um, It has been so busy though. We had the honor and privilege of going on a vacation uh, recently. So that was incredibly nice to just kind of unplug and, and try to refresh. And But you know, if you've been on vacation, especially if you run your own uh, business, you or ministry, um, you know, there's a lot waiting for you when you return. Um, life did not stop while you were gone. <laughs> That's certainly been the case for me. Um, so I was still trying to catch up. And then I'm sure like many of you, um, back to school last week. And so my little guy, Grayson, he started kindergarten on Wednesday. So that's so crazy. I'm sure plenty of you out there had your own kindergartners starting, but huge milestone, huge moment, and just really trying to enjoy um, enjoy that, even though it's emotional. Um, it's also really exciting to see your child spread their little wings and fly and so really, really grateful, but it's been crazy and it's been an adjustment for him. It's been an adjustment for me, for us to just kind of figure out the new schedule and all the things and um, managing emotions and schedules and time. So yes, I'm sure many of you out there can relate to all of those things. Um, hopefully for you guys, if your kiddos started school, they're off to a great start. Um, and if not, I'm assuming that is on the horizon. And so again, hopefully prayerfully, they are doing great and you're doing great and everybody's hanging in there. And so lots of prayers for all the back to school, uh, routines and readiness and adjustments. Um, it's, it's crazy craziness, but all that to say, there's been a lot of life lived for me in the last couple weeks and, I'm guessing I am not the only one. So excited though to be together again. And I'm really excited because because today um, I'm going to kick off the Ask Me Anything segment. For those of you who follow us on social media, I had put this out there of whether or not y'all would want me to do an Ask Me Anything segment. And the feedback was yes, yes, yes. And so I'm really excited about that. If you're not following us on on um, social media, I would encourage you to please uh, connect with us because I love I, I love posting things, trying to interact with you guys um, as best I can. And so, for example, I'll randomly post in the stories, okay, here's a little box put in here, your ask me anything questions. And so I'd love for you guys to follow us. Instagram handle is FND Restoration, Facebook, just dot com slash foundation restoration. 
would love for you guys to connect with us and and kind of participate. I want to hear your questions. Um, I know last, uh, or I guess two podcasts ago, we kicked off the segment on dumb couple fights and so things like that. I want you guys to submit and interact and love to hear from you. So today we're going to kick off the Ask Me Anything segment and we're kicking it off with one of the most common questions that I get asked in general from people everywhere. Um, I get this from clients. I get this from obviously like posing this question lots of lots of personal uh connections and conversations i get asked this but it's whether or not people can actually change and i would say the short answer to that question is yes people can change but i don't think that that's the real question because i i think that the real question is not whether or not people can change but is will they change Um, And that's a whole different bottle of wax. So I really think in general, people can change. I'm not really a believer in people, you know, zebra can't change its stripes. I get why people say that, but I think it's less about the ability and it's more about the willingness. Are people willing to change? And I think the reality is oftentimes people are not willing to change because change is difficult for a number of reasons and we love our comfort zone as human beings and we also love the blame game which we can thank Adam and Eve for that Um, in the garden we see that's where the blame game started immediately Adam said to God hey it's this woman you gave me Um, and then the woman says hey it's the serpent right we're always trying to pass the blame we're always trying to ward off responsibility for things and so I would say in general people just are very resistant to change. And so again, my answer, short answer to that question of whether people can change is yes. That's a short answer. Did I say that correctly? I don't know. <laughs> I need more coffee. Um, but yes, people can change, but it's more of a question of are they willing to change? The other thing I would say about that is that most people are not asking this question for themselves. So probably if you're tuning in, wondering if people can change, you're not wondering, can I change? You're most likely wondering if your spouse or someone else, your child, something, your family member can change. We rarely ask this question in regards to ourselves. I know a lot of my clients, when they come in, they're not asking that question for themselves. They're asking whether or not their spouse or their significant other or their mom or their dad or their siblings or their whatever can change. And so the answer is still yes. Yes, they can change, but the question is, are they willing? And um, we, we just the reality is we can't make anyone change. And I tell it to my clients. I tell it to myself. Um, it's a tough reality. Can someone change? Yes. Will they change? I don't know. And oftentimes the answer might even be no, because each person has to determine for themselves whether or not they want to change. We have zero control over that. We, we, we can talk and reason out with someone till the cows come home saying hey you need to change you need to change here's why you need to change here's your motivation for change but we just cannot motivate somebody to change and we just don't have that that control so each person has to determine if they want to change now the caveat to that i would say is that when we change and when we do focus on what's in our control and what we can change we do often elicit change because if we change how we interact if we change how we react, if we change how we operate in a relationship, it forces change, right? If we don't cave to the tantrum, and, and we know this parenting, right? If I don't cave to that tantrum, 
it's going to force change within the kid and how they handle the tantrum. If we do cave to the tantrum, they realize, oh, wait a second. If I throw this tantrum, I'm going to get my way. That's why if you don't cave to the tantrum, it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let me try something else. The reality is that we do to some degree control change in that when we change, we change our system. And that's very much as a marriage and family therapist, one of the unique things about seeing a marriage and family therapist is we're trained to view things systemically. And what that means is we don't look at someone as just purely an individual. We look at how they function within their system and their context. And we are all, it's almost like looking at somebody in the context of being in a will, a wheel, not a will, a wheel um, where there's different spokes and we realize they're all interconnected and they impact each other and they, when one moves, the other moves. And so you kind of look at a person, you look at their situation and what they're going through, what their presenting problems are, symptomology is, and you say, okay, wait, let's look at all the other pieces that are interacting with this person's life. And then you take it from there. And you kind of start teasing that all out and looking at it like a puzzle and trying to figure out how those pieces all come together in a in a better way. And if I move this piece, how does that impact this piece? And so I would just say in general, there is the rule of thumb that when we change, when we set healthy boundaries, for example, it causes change. Usually it gets worse before it gets better. And I tell clients that all the time. When you set that boundary, oftentimes there is going to be a tantrum and that happens with adults all of the time because we in the reality is most people who need boundaries are the most resistant to them so if we set a boundary the people who are going to throw the biggest tantrums and complain the most about the boundaries are the people who probably needed you to set those boundaries more than anybody else if that makes sense so boundaries when we set them it automatically does shift the dynamic we can elicit change when we change but again we have to focus on us and our why and why we're changing in order to elicit that change but again we can't just say to somebody you need to change this you should and they do that's very hard to come about i know this i'm a therapist it's funny too because i've had lots of people say i've tried therapy it doesn't work the therapist didn't do a good job now There are plenty of therapists, counselors, mental health workers out there that don't do a great job. Maybe they're not passionate or equipped in the way they need to. Um, It could just be a bad fit. But I would say in general that the problem is if you think the therapist is going to do all the work and can change you or can change your spouse, that's not going to happen. Um, And I tell it to my clients, I can't do the work for you. I can present the information. I can give you every tool that I know of. I can highlight the dynamics. I can give you the deeper meanings. I can help you tease out the triggers. I I can help with all of the things, giving you all the information, giving you all of the tools you need to switch the dynamic. But it's you that has to desire to change in order for this to change. Um... And the reality is, again, many people don't want to change. They want someone else to change, but they don't want to change. So that is a, an important distinction and, um, and something for you to keep in mind. I would say that there are a few main factors in whether or not you can change or somebody else can change. Um, and so the first one I would say is just general self-awareness. Whether or not we have self-awareness really is key. And so if, if in general you're the type of person who can say, hmm, okay, yeah, I see that. Like if somebody gives you feedback or if you naturally kind of say, you know what, I need to think through that situation 
and figure out what my part was in that. Or, man, what happened? You, you find yourself typically processing things and wanting to kind of tease them out and understand them, grow from them, look at them kind of objectively to say, what was the good? What was the bad? What did I learn? How did I grow? I would say in general, you're a more self-aware person. But there's a lot of people who kind of bury their head in the sand, want to pretend nothing's going on, like to completely blame other people, or they just completely avoid the situation or uh, or those difficult conversations. Um, and so they might lack some of that self-awareness. And self-awareness really, and the ability to examine yourself objectively, whether you're willing to consider that you might be wrong or that your perspective isn't 100% reality, that is a huge factor in whether or not you or whether or not that person is willing to change. Um, and we have to, it's really, is that person able to acknowledge where where they actually are? Not based on just their perspective and reality, but on others as well. And that is key and I think there's a lot of people I've worked with where they come in and they have no awareness whatsoever about who they are how they react how they interact and they're just so fixated on someone else or just completely avoiding the situation that they don't even that it's very difficult to even talk about change because they don't have the awareness that something needs to change and again that could even be I've had spouses but I don't understand we have a great marriage and the other person's like, I'm ready to walk out. <laughs> what do you mean we have a great marriage? I'm I'm done. And so again, you look at that and you're like, well, we've got a lot of work to do because that person over here is completely unaware. And usually somebody who's self-aware is also deficient in other awareness um, and, and meaning that they don't have insight into what other people are feeling. They're very out of touch with kind of the reality and the temperature, overall temperature of things. Um, so the importance is, the, it's very important to have that self-awareness, to know yourself, to know where you're actually at. And I would say some questions to ask yourself, or if you're you're having a conversation about change with, you know, you and your spouse are talking about things need to change. You know, Do you typically like change or do you run from it? Um, do you get excited about something and then it fizzle fast? Or do you have that follow through? Uh, do you get discouraged easily? So if you set a goal and then it's like, okay, my schedule's off this week. And so you're just completely thrown off and you that's it. Um, you're discouraged. You're like, forget it. I'm never going to be able to stick to this. Or are you somebody who says, no, that's okay. That's a bump in the road. We'll pivot and adjust and next week get back on schedule. Um, are you naturally a go-getter? Are you somebody who says, my mind's made up, I'm doing this. Um, nothing's going to get in my way. Are you a stubborn person? Um, are you a prideful person? Uh, are you highly motivated? You have to know these things about yourself. And it's helpful to know this about the person you're hoping for change because this is all context as to the potential obstacles or challenge of change. So knowing yourself, having that awareness of your strengths, your weaknesses, again, if you're highly motivated, you're probably going to be able to change more effectively or more efficiently or more likely um, than somebody who's just not highly motivated because in general, it's difficult for them to find the motivation to do things. Um, and again, if you're naturally a goal setter and a go-getter, it's probably going to be easier for you to say, this is what I want to change, this is how I'm going to change it, and I'm going to do it. 
again, if you're wanting, if you or the person you're wanting to change naturally is not a go-getter and they're kind of more status quo, that's going to be difficult to kind of get that fire and that passion of like, here's the goal and I'm going to do it and nothing's getting in my way. These are just things it's really important to have awareness into because that's the template in which you're working from as to whether or not change is going to happen. Another important factor I think in change is just do you even believe in change? I have had conversations with people that just don't believe change is possible. Again, we all know that saying, zebra can't change its stripes. Um, but, you know, they're, they're within that, there's that fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And if you really believe people can't change, then you believe you can't change. Then you're just stuck in a situation. It's a very limiting belief. Um, and life's just going to happen to you. Right, you have no control really over life. If it's if it's a done deal, well, I'm a, you know, I'm just a procrastinator, so I'm just always going to be a procrastinator. Nothing I can do about that. Well, if you really believe that, you're never going to do anything to change that. But again, I would say I would really challenge that because I've seen firsthand people can change. It's not an issue of whether or not you can. It's a matter of if you will, if you're willing to change, and if you're willing to put in the hard work to change. Because yeah, change is difficult, and we're naturally always going to go back to our our natural tendencies, right? Like we, we all have ways that we operate, and sometimes that's personality, sometimes it's necessity, sometimes it's contextual. Um, and so we all have these natural rhythms, we all have these natural go-tos, we all have these natural personality traits or or ways of operating sometimes it's just based off of our family of origin and expectations um but just because it is doesn't mean it needs to be just because it is doesn't mean it always has to be i am a firm believer that you can change but you have to have the self-awareness and the ability to honestly examine yourself and then honestly figure out and highlight what needs to change and then believe that it can change and then that kind of goes into my, my third factor in change, and that is our desire and readiness for change. Um, again, I, I mentioned earlier at the onset of this podcast that each person has to determine, to determine if they want to change. And a lot of people just don't want to. I, I have no motivation to. And if somebody feels that way, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for you to motivate them to change. And, you know, I think about the story of the prodigal son in the Bible, and there's a part in there that says he came to himself, right? The dad, the brother back home before he left could have said, don't do this. This is what's going to happen. It's not worth it. Change your mindset. You know, change your mind on what you're going to do. You don't need the inheritance um, now. What are, what are you talking about? They could have said all of those things, and maybe they did. We don't know. It doesn't say that in the passage, but he had to make that decision for himself, right? They couldn't change his mind. And the father gave him the freedom to, to make that decision. Go ahead. And at the end of the day, that, that son had to make a ton of bad decisions before he finally came to the place of what am I doing? He hit his rock bottom and he developed his readiness for change. And so then it was within that humility, which if you didn't tune in, Last podcast, I did a whole thing on humility and how it is just such a crucial character uh, trait. If you haven't tuned into it, if you didn't check it out, please go back, 
take a listen. Humility is so key. And I would say it's key for change because it comes to this place that something needs to change. I am aware that I'm not perfect. I'm aware that I have growth areas. I'm aware that this is a problem or I have a w- I'm aware that this is impeding or in, in, or hindering this person or this relationship. And so something has to change. But again, I think about the prodigal son, right? He had to come to that breaking point on his own. He's eating, about to eat pig's food, which again, culturally, the context of this is like for a for a Jewish person to be with the pigs, let alone about to eat the pig's food, was just as horrible as it gets. Um, and so he reached this breaking point and then he, in humility, says, this is, the servants eat better than this. I, I'm going back to my father's house with repentance and a change of heart and a change of heart is where then the actual outward change begins. Um, and so we have to know our why. If you know even the readiness for change, there's some models out there where there's they talk about different stages. Um, and there are, you can kind of do a Google search for that if you want, and it pulls up. Um, there's there's various takes on this of just, um, you know, the different stages, pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, relapse. Again, there's various models to this, but the reality is we all know this, right? There's times where we'll say to ourselves, man, I need to start eating healthier. I need to start exercising or whatever, but we're not really ready to make the changes to do that. And I laugh because I always say, you know, I'll, I'll think that with my my health of, oh man, I really need to get things sorted out with my workout and routines and I need to, I want to get fit and feel good about myself. I got to start eating healthier. I say it, I say it, I say it, I say it. And then, you know, I'll see a picture of myself and be like, all right. And now I am ready. I just saw that picture. Absolutely hated it. I'm ready. That's that. Now I've reached my rock bottom. I'm ready to do the hard work. And, and then I make my mind up. I come up with my plan and stick to it. But we all kind of have to know, are we actually ready for change? What is our motivating factor? What is our why? If you know me, I'm huge on why. You got to know your why. So it's that asking yourself, why do I want to change? Um, and the reality too, though, is sometimes there is pain and forced change, right? Like sometimes it's you get that health diagnosis and you know that if you don't change something, you could die. Um, or again, there there's... I'm going to lose my family if I don't, you know, I look at that with with drug addicts or with substance abuse in general. And, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose everything if something doesn't change. And still, sometimes that's still not motivating enough. They still have to hit another layer of rock bottom. But we can't force somebody to be ready for change. We cannot impart desire for change. Every person has to reach their own breaking point to elicit the change. And in, I would say the biggest obstacle to this is comfort versus pain. And I've seen this so many times with relationships. Where people will stay in unhealthy, horrible relationships because it's known. And there's a comfort in the known that outweighs the discomfort or the pain of the unknown. Well, I don't know. Am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? Or I don't know what that would look like if I left. And I, I don't know how I would do it on my own. Or I don't know um, if I'll ever find somebody again. Or And that's the same. I, I've worked, walked through that with uh, jobs, right? I hate my job. It's sucking the life out of me. I'm so depressed. But it's still known. And there's a comfort in the known. And the pain of staying 
still outweighs the pain of the unknown and leaving and not sure where I'll get a job or what that job is. And and so a lot of times that's the thing we're fighting is we like to stay where we're at because it's known and familiar and comfortable, even in its discomfort. And so again, we cannot make someone else have a desire or readiness for change. That's just something that has to come with their with themselves um that's something we all have to get to that place like i'm ready for this okay um and again a lot of that goes back to that self-awareness of how you operate in general as a person and that can determine whether what degree of rock bottom it'll take you know because some of us are much more sensitive to discomfort and 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 then we're more motivated to like figure it out get it together our standards in general are probably higher and and again if you're a growth mindset person who's always wanting to grow and change and you're you're passionate about things and you always want to be doing your best and looking for excellence you're probably going to have a higher sensitivity to change in that like you want to change you're always looking for ways to grow and change And some people are just much more adverse to that. And then I would say the fourth main factor in change and the ability to change is just realistic expectations. One of the biggest things that I think people get hung up on is that change isn't all or nothing. It's one degree. Um, One degree completely changes the trajectory of the long term. Um, You know, I think of lots of examples of this of, Again, I'm not going to, if I want to start running, I'm not going to run a marathon day one. You know, it may be that you start with a quarter of a mile or half a mile or one mile or two miles and and then you keep building on that, right? But if you try to go out and run a marathon first day, yeah, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to give up and you're probably going to get hurt. You know, it's kind of, I think of the analogy of stocks, right? Like you put money in stocks, sometimes you lose money, sometimes you gain money. You know, it's this long term though, you typically end up with a gain, um, usually substantial, but it's patience and it's also realizing that it's incremental and it's gradual and it's not always immediate. And that's hard for us as human beings, especially in the Western world. We're used to instant gratification and change is rarely instant. It's slow and steady. And I think a perfect example of this is fitness in general. Um, You know, there are people who have been overweight and obese for a large portion of their lives. They hit that rock bottom. They're ready for change. They come up with a plan and they stick with it and slowly but surely they start losing weight and i know if anybody else does peloton there's several peloton instructors that's the story of their life they're super fit and they just made they just got to that point where they were ready for change and they slow and steady they just stuck with it and over time you know now you would never know they just took good care of themselves or the, uh, there's there's people out there that are elderly that decide you know, in their old age, they want to run a marathon or they want to do an Ironman and they just start getting fit. But that didn't happen overnight. Um, and so, again, it's it's like saying, and I tell this to people that I work with, if you think you're going to come in here and have an amazing marriage tomorrow, it's not going to happen. Or if you're wanting to get rid of anxiety tomorrow or depression or you're wanting to improve, it's not going to happen overnight. It's like going to the gym. You don't get thin and get strong overnight. It's it's a long-term investment and process of adjusting, and it's slow and it's incremental, slow and steady. 
And, you know, I'm sure you've heard the saying, fail to plan and you plan to fail. So we got to make a plan with these real, you have realistic expectations. What's my one degree? What's my one thing? And then you make a plan. Having that self-awareness in mind of, am I naturally adverse to change or do I like change? Do I struggle to think people can really change and grow or do I think that growth is just a natural part and I love change knowing some of these things do I easily get discouraged am I a go-getter am I st- all of those self-awareness things we talked about are really huge in helping you come up with a plan that will help you be successful it makes it easier to make the changes if you have a realistic plan you set your one degree heading you set your increments and then you have to know the reality a realistic expectation is pain is front-loaded So I tell it with my couples, things are going to get worse before they get better. We are about to stir up past wounds. We're about to agitate the things that are happening. We are about to stir up painful memories. We are about to, we are going to take all of the perceived calm and we are going to rough up those waters and it's going to get murky, muddy, rough for a while until we can kind of figure things out. I, I use the analogy a lot of times of It's almost like you're taking everything out of the cabinets of your house as if you're going to move. You are taking everything out. And if you've ever done a renovation, you get this. You pull everything out and it looks like a bomb went off and you're like, oh my goodness. But there's purpose to that. We're unpacking everything. We're getting all the things out. And then you start organizing what needs to be tossed, what needs to be organized, what needs to be put away, and you start situating, organizing, and over time, you get it all put away and it's better than it ever was, but you have to know the pain is front-loaded, and it gets worse before it gets better. It's like going to the gym and you do a really hard workout. Your muscles are sore. You hurt, and especially when you first start working out, you hurt worse, you ache worse. So you got to know pain is front-loaded and that when you change things, it's painful, it's hurtful, it's challenging, but the only way that there's change and growth and strength is if you go through that process and stick stick with it and um, stick to it. And then I would say this, change your environment surround yourself with those who help you be successful because the reality is if you um yeah I I say this a lot with I like order um I like having a clean house which I have a kid so (laughs) that seems like next to impossible but outward order brings inward order outward calm brings inward calm outward chaos brings inward chaos at least for me and so I love kind of being an environment I've tried to like if you ever come to the foundation restoration office which if you're in the Raleigh area I would love for you to stop by um if you come in, you'll see I really tried to decorate the office where the second you walk in, you feel a sense of calm and peace and you're like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Our environment very much impacts our mood, our motivation, our thoughts. And so make sure that you're aware of your environment and factors in your environment that maybe hinder or help you get where you're going with your goals. And again, thinking about change for other people, same thing. You know, if if we remove some of the obstacles and we change our environment, it can change the situation. Um, and then surrounding yourself with those who help you be successful. Again, it's really difficult if you're trying to eat super healthy and exercising and your spouse is sitting beside you eating a bowl of ice cream every night. 
um, that's really difficult. And maybe then you switch things up where you're not there when they're having that snack. Um, it's helpful if you have some friends that are like, hey, you know, family members, hey, how was your workout today? Oh, you didn't work out? Come on, get out there, even if it's a 15-minute walk. Or again, it's really having people who are in your corner and who are encouraging you toward your goals. So all that to say, is change possible? Yes, absolutely. But it depends on the willingness of the person. It depends on the desire for change. And that starts with really having that self-awareness of who you are and what needs to change that. And then believing that you can change. And then having the desire and the readiness for change. Having realistic expectations and a plan for that change. And knowing that change not only is possible, but it's necessary. And when you're willing to do that hard work, and when you're willing to grow and to change and to adjust, um, then then you get to experience that. But again, it is possible. Change is possible, and it's important, but it starts with you. Well, friends, this concludes this episode of the Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so glad you did. Remember, you were handcrafted by God, are dearly loved, and greatly needed in this world. We look forward to seeing you back here next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Real Talk. To stay connected, follow Foundation Restoration on Instagram and Facebook at FND Restoration. Or visit us at www.foundationrestoration.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to follow or subscribe and to leave us a five-star review so more people can find our show. Foundation Restoration is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry that believes marriage is the heartbeat of society and exists to equip, strengthen, and restore marriages through clinical expertise and a biblical perspective. Please consider supporting our ministry with a tax-deductible donation at www.foundationrestoration.org. Your gift makes programs like this possible. Thank you for your generosity and partnership.